right, this is the Big Mind Podcast. Back at it. Uh, we're gonna talk about global warming today. Uh, me, me, and my friend Courtney here. Uh, we were talking about it, and I was asking her to fill me in because I've always kind of ignored global warming for some reason. Um, so, other than the belief that the Earth is warming up, which is not just a belief, I, I guess I, I assume is a fact that the earth is getting warmer over time and the implications that that has on uh, the earth as about as far as I know about global warming. So Courtney started to, I had to stop her and was like, this is perfect for a podcast. Um, so maybe we, hopefully we can uh, re, re, re uh, light that flame. And huh? <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, just just fill just fill us in, um, um, and listen, and like and again, this is uh, the Big Mind podcast, big concepts about the mind, psychology, and, and how we interact with the world around us from everyday people. So we're not scientists. Um, feel so free to fact yeah, check me. fact check it. Yeah, like comment, po- like hey, that was totally wrong, or you know what, look at this, you know, look into this, or drop a link, or or whatever. If you've got any insight or any uh, feedback whatsoever, it's much much appreciated. So, anyways, Courtney on global warming, like fill me in on basically what it is and what what the concerns are with it. Okay, so my understanding of global warming would be. So we're using our resources at a rate that the earth cannot replenish them in time to completely thrive. And the way that humans, you know, are, are like you were saying, naturally greedy in a way. Like we just want, we want, we want, and there's not enough time for the earth to create what we want and or need from it. So with all of this, Let's just start with oil and the fracking, and it's moving all of the, these tectonic plates, which is shifting the chemical balance of the earth. It's, it's creating this reaction where it, we're tricking the earth into thinking that it needs to do certain things at a, certain, at a different rate than it's usually doing. It's kind of like how you trick your body into doing certain things. We're tricking the earth into doing the same thing. And the more we do that, the longer our winters will last and the harsher those winters will be. And the longer, the shorter our summers will last and the the hotter those summers will be. So it'll, it'll eventually shift over to the point where in the summer, all of our ice is melting, which creates the warming. And in the winter, everything freezes over, which creates thermofrost when nothing can grow from that. It'll ruin the soil, which is half of America's soil is already ruined from commercial farming. Um, so where my rant started was I was watching the, the, uh, this little girl from, I think she's from Poland, Sweden. I don't know. One of those places. And she was on the United Nations and she was giving her speech and it really touched me because she's a 10 to 13 year old girl whose generation is, extremely scared for their future because of how the, how we treat the world now. Um, and as of right now, they don't really have too much of a future to see. Um, and you were saying uh, earlier in the car how you know that there's technology out there to help them, you know, take the CO2 levels out of the atmosphere and all of this other stuff. 
But at the same time, what she was saying was there's no budget for it. Where's the budget for it? The budget for it is is being taken for other things that don't really matter when our number one priority should be how this earth is going to thrive for the next hundred years. But our, our uh, politicians aren't concerned with that. They're concerned with more of our economic growth and our economic strength. But without the earth, there will be nothing else. Like there's no point of having ep- economic growth when there's nowhere to live. You mm-hmm. can't just go to another planet. Like that just, that shit just doesn't hey, happen. they're working on that. They're working on that, but my other theory was we used to live on Mars and we fucked that shit up too. Now we came to Earth. <laughs> and now Mars is just now getting back their water and their atmosphere. Like, hmm. what if that could be a possibility? Because we weren't here to see that. We weren't here, like, to be like, oh yeah, uh, Mars is now creating this, you know, brand new atmosphere. No, they're probably just getting it back from the shit that we fucked up, but. I can't, I'm not a scientist, I don't know, I don't go to back that far, like, we could have been extraterrestrial beings and then just moved here and, you know, got different forms. Um, yeah. That's a whole other podcast. Yeah, that's a whole other podcast, but anyway. <laughs> but, um, but is that, are those, like, very valid concerns, like, that the world, or that our summer is going to get so hot that, um, I, I know they, they talk about, I've heard polar caps melting right. and things like polar that. Polar caps melting. The, I haven't, like I said, I haven't listened close enough to to, to see that okay, this cap melted and oh, mm-hmm. it's going to be have a detrimental effect. To me, it always seems like maybe they're just watching it a little too closely. Like, oh, they're melting. And like, okay, we're taking a... We're, we're uh, going in a direction mm-hmm. that we may not be fit, familiar with due to not being able to track back into right. history long enough because maybe this is always happening. We're just melting more caps and then and they revert back to more of a freezing state and then over the next 100, 200 years they're melting more. Yeah, and then maybe the they were like the, hyper concerned with it. I feel like the last time the caps were 100% was during the Ice Age. And the Ice Age was created because the Earth overheated. So maybe maybe that's what's you know, happening. That, it's a cycle. Uh, yeah, and that the, that the Earth really does rinse itself in a sense and that we're trying... And this is just, you know, not not to combat it, but just right. just that maybe it's something we do over hundreds and thousands of years and that it's very valid for us to become concerned, but that in reality, mm. there's not much we can do. It's just the way that the cycles, just like we have our seasons, they, mm-hmm. you know, they cycle through and maybe the overall, you know, in a, in a more macro scale that there's seasons in that sense that uh, we move towards what we consider global warming and that that's natural mm-hmm. and that we think we have more effect on it than we actually do maybe but the and see i understand where you're coming from but at the same time like we've all seen that picture where you see the, the picture of the polar caps and the top of it is melted but then underneath it's like still this gigantic ice uh bed underneath mm-hmm. but at, but if our water levels are rising and heating what what makes you think that that underneath under underlying ice is not melting as well and then once all of our ice caps melt then the sea levels rise once the sea levels rise then where are all these homes that are built under sea level they're they're going to be gone florida is going to be underwater manhattan going to be underwater and most of the eastern seaboard is going to be underwater if all of these if these polar ice caps do melt which they are but no but i don't know the rate as to which which they're melting I don't know the temperatures and all of that that they're regulating that um, that they're regulating for 
the water and how hot it's supposed to be or how cold it's supposed to be at what temperatures Celsius. Like when I was living in Yellowstone this past winter, we they usually have a lake break day. It's the day that the lake breaks, the ice just shifts away. Each year that day moves further and further. Mm -hmm. This year it was two and a half weeks after, I mean, two and a half weeks than last year. And it still didn't melt. So it took it three three weeks for the, the lake to actually break when in actuality it was supposed to only take two weeks from the time that summer season started to the, the time that it really went into full throttle. Like, they base their money off of that because of their boat tours and all of that other stuff. So they, they actually keep up with that shit. And the simple fact that every year it gets pushed back is kind of like, wow, like, what was really... What's, what's really going on? Like, what are what are we really missing here? Do you like where are they? Uh, where are they drawing the, the lines of correlation to our behavior, like as uh, civilization or society or species? Our pollution levels, air pollution. And is that because I remember reading or hearing something about that the pollution and things like that having an effect on. Our, ozone layer or something is breaking down the layer of atmosphere that right. protects the earth the from fact the that sun we're, and we're so we're cutting down trees constantly the fact that we're just letting trees burn um for economical growth like they say all the time like oh we have so many trees out here there's so many trees like india just planted a shit ton of trees they planted those trees in reaction to the amazon burning because they know Shit, if we lose the Amazon, then we literally lose an entire ecosystem mm-hmm. and an entire uh, source of oxygen. Like, people don't realize that we're, we breathe out the CO2. How many people are in, on the Earth right now? I mean, not breathe out CO2. We breathe out carbon dioxide. How many people are on the Earth right now? Yeah, seven to eight billion or something like that. How many trees are left here that gives us the oxygen to breathe out? And they then take out the the carbon dioxide they breathe in the carbon dioxide for us and breathe out the oxygen for us we breathe out the carbon dioxide for them and they and we breathe in the oxygen for them it's like a perfect uh partnership. it is it is a perfect partnership but if we continually if we continually create people and continually knock down trees what's the solution there what's the outcome of that hmm. the outcome is more carbon dioxide versus oxygen because we're not creating enough trees for us to live properly. And we're also not giving the trees what they need to live properly. That's why our trees are getting cancer and all this other stuff. Like trees, trees are cancer? dying. Yeah. Tree cancer. Uh, it's a thing. So I, I'm I'm one that tends to, to think, you know, when we think about overpopulation and stuff like that, sometimes, especially I've been traveling a lot mm-hmm. in in, you know, the past year or so. And as I'm looking at the map or charting my, you know, path of travel, I, I noticed these huge, mm. huge plots of land that I'm like, dang, just when I think that, you know, we're getting crowded because, of course, I live in a city and, I, you know, that's what I'm constantly exposed to. I'm reminded that there's these vast, vast stretches of Plains. land, almost like hey, we got way more than enough Yeah, like when you see land, you know, like if we're, yeah, exactly. Like, and you're like, where the fuck did all this shit come from? Yeah, so, I mean, in a sense, it's like, Man, maybe we. Yeah, but how much of that land do you see trees in? Most of it is flat land, though. Most of it is flat land. They're probably getting ready to commercial farm it. Maybe. And then ruin that soil 
because they're over farming it. They're I just I just wonder. I'd have to. I'd really have to look at the uh, numbers and the the statistics and what they're really drawing their concern based off of. Right. Because it's like, hey, we got for real. We got a, like we got lots of land. Right. Like way more land to Not, uh, yeah developed or industrialized yeah. land. You know, the ratio to, to from what it seems mm-hmm. is like. 25% populated versus 75% of just just endless land. Yeah. And then sometimes when we paint the picture of overpopulation and things like that, we just think of a world overrun by people and nowhere else to go. Like, it's like, we got way, you know, a long, long time right. before that. But maybe, you know, maybe they're drawing it off of other... Right. Oh, and they're also, they could be just drawing it off of the rate that we're using things, the rate that we're doing things. Because if we continuously do the things at the same rate, then it'll probably even out. But if we're gradually getting faster, but the rate, we're speeding up that rate because yeah. we're gradually doing things more and more and more because we're creating more and more and more. That makes sense. The earth doesn't create more and more and more things. It creates the same thing mm-hmm. constantly. We just create more technology, more and more advanced things. The earth creates the basic things, the basic necessities. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I tend to think like, you know, don't we think that the Earth can kind of adapt to that, or, you know, or kind of like um, absorb absorb that growth? But maybe, maybe you know, from a scientist's perspective, maybe not. You know, maybe I'm missing that point. That yeah, we would think, and that sounds good, but no, the Earth is goes at a pretty steady pace and. We yeah. don't. We, we don't. We grow We're exponentially, advanced. for sure. We are an advanced species. Hmm. Can't tell. I don't think sometimes. we're more advanced than bacteria, though. Bacteria is the more advanced uh, species. <laughs> that motherfucker adapts to any fucking thing. Huh. We gotta get, get like bacteria. <laughs> <laughs> right. So. All right, well, that's, I mean, that's cool. It, it's it's very interesting um something i definitely want to look into more get get more of an understanding of and sh- i encourage everybody to do their own research um into these sorts of things all i ever intend really on these podcasts is just maybe spark interest especially based on things that i hear often and concerns that people go through a lot you know to shed light like i said from everyday people people that are going through it not always the scientist who's you know studying in a lab but their 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 uh perspective is is important too but you know this podcast is just about tossing ideas around you know from yeah. people that that are going through it or been through it and and i think it's nifty nifty <laughs> um next week um i got a podcast on bitcoin i'm trying to get my my guy bruce He's uh, over working in France, and he their time schedule was all off, so it's hard to get to get us on the same page and get that done. But bringing up the uh, potentials of Bitcoin and cryptocurrency, and and like I said, from the uh, for the people who hear it and just like oh, it sound sounds interesting, but I have no idea what they're talking about. Um, I know when I first learned about it, uh, it took me a while of reading up on it to to figure out what it what it even was it's it's definitely a um an unfamiliar concept for most people and i think there's a lot to be learned uh, or understood about it especially if it continues to take on and 
become more and more integrated with our uh, society and how we do things uh, financially on a national as well as a, as a global scale. Um, and then also why it's it's not too late to invest in Bitcoin and uh, some considerations when doing that. So a very brief inter- introduction on Bitcoin. Um, and, and like I said, to spark, if nothing else, spark interest and get you to do some of your own research and give you a head start. Um, so that concludes our episode on uh, global warming. This is the uh, Big Mind Podcast. And thanks for listening.